Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. What is up, my friends? Welcome to episode 79 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So welcome to our second week of our Friday short episodes. I'm really excited about it. And today I'm excited because we're doing something very different. We're having a more conversation style episode and it's going to be very different than what I've normally done on the podcast. My podcast is very much like how to step-by-step, that kind of thing. But, and I had an episode crafted for today. It was about email marketing. I will do it a different week, but I, you know, I was about to record and I was like, you know what? I don't feel called to this episode. I was like, this episode feels boring. So let's spice things up for today. Today, we're going to talk about three things we can learn from Inventing Anna and the Tinder Swindler. So two shows on Netflix or, you know, essentially two shows on Netflix. One is a little bit, not really a show. It's more like a, like a movie or something, but you know, I watched both of these recently and I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. But one thing that comes to mind, actually three things that come to mind are things that we can learn from these people. And I don't mean that we can learn how to steal or cheat or be complete assholes, but there are things about these people when they do these types of things that we can appreciate in some capacity. So again, I'm not, I have to repeat this because what these people have done is not good, right? They've stolen from people. They have ruined people's lives, but there's some interesting takeaways, which I want to talk about today. So let's just backtrack a little bit about who the hell I'm talking about. So if you were living in a hole in the ground, um, Anna Delvey is, it's such an interesting story. So Anna Delvey, AKA her show on Netflix is called Inventing Anna. And then the Tinder swindler is some guy, and you know what? I'm not even going to use his name. He doesn't even deserve a name. He called himself Simon. I will keep it at that. I'm not even going to use his last name. Simon is, they did a a show on him on Netflix. It's like a two, I think it's like a one or two hour long movie where they go into his story. And it's, it's really, really interesting. It's so interesting. I kept hearing about it and I was like, who, what is this Tinder swindler person? Like they sound annoying. And then I, of course, get sucked into it on Netflix and I watched it and I was like, oh my God, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. I find interest in people who do these like 
sociopathic things. I don't know why I find it interesting, but it, you know, probably why most people find it interesting because it's storytelling. It's someone who gets away. I mean, they didn't get away with it, but like in some capacity, they did get away with it. And you're like, how do they get away with it? So let's backtrack a little bit before we dive into the three things we can learn from these people, positive things we can learn. So Anna Delvik, AKA Anna Sorokin. So she is She's a German heiress. <laughs> so she pretended to be a German heiress with a trust fund that paid for a very glamorous life. She lived in boutique hotels, you know, wore designer clothing and really hung out in like New York City's Uber moneyed crowd, basically. Uh, in reality, she was just a normal person from Germany, or she was from Russia originally, and then she moved to Germany, where I believe she mostly grew up, and she wanted a different life. I, I don't know, like, this backstory of it, you know, to the extent that was shown in the Netflix show, which if you have not watched it, I highly recommend watching it. It is very fascinating. It's called Inventing Anna. Um, apparently Netflix paid her, I think like 300 grand for rights to her story. So it's very interesting. Um, it's very interesting. Please watch it. Please watch it and let me know what you think. Cause I was watching it and I was like, oh, she's so like, she's awful. She's horrible. But when you watch it, you, you get a soft spot. I mean, at least I did. Like I got a soft spot for her in some way. Cause I kept thinking like, God, she's kind of a genius for doing all this, which we're going to get into for the three things. So anyway, so she pretended to be a German heiress and like tricked the shit out of people. I'm not sure how long she was able to do this for, whether it was like one year, two years. I don't know the timeline, but she literally tricked a lot of people into paying for a lot of things. I don't know the exact amount of money that she basically like stole from people, but she was basically her. So her whole thing was that she was a German heiress and her vision, which we'll talk about. Um, but her vision was she was trying to start this foundation called the Anna Delvey foundation. And it was going to be, you know, featuring artists and like this, like very like high end club kind of thing. And that was like her vision. Like she wanted to start this thing with like memberships and like art exhibits. And it was like a very private exclusive club. And she was trying to get investors to fund this whole thing for, you know, many, many, many millions of dollars. And if you watch the show, like you can see, like she has tunnel vision. This foundation is her whole thing and everything in the whole entire show. It's like she is moving towards that Anna Delvey foundation and it's fascinating. So anyway, she ended up getting caught and she got arrested, went to jail. They had a trial and then she did get released, I believe for good behavior. And then she got arrested again, I think for like something about her immigration status. So I don't really know the extent of what she's doing now, but it's a very interesting story. And then the Tinder swindler. So again, not to give this guy much airtime because he does not deserve it. Total a-hole. Um, basically would go on Tinder, match with someone, and then take the per take the women on like a really impressive first date. Like, 
flying them on a private jet and like, you know, pretending to be this very wealthy dime from a diamond family, like one of these uber rich diamond family people and like, you know, would flash all this money around in private jets and this and this and this. And he was always traveling. And then after he would like pretend to have this like really fancy lifestyle, he would then say that he had all these like enemies behind him. It was so weird. Oh my gosh. It's so weird. It's so freaking weird. He would have all these enemies and basically like he would send photos of his bodyguard. Like that was, they, they punched him or they attacked him and then his credit cards. And um, if you're watching this on a video, his credit cards wouldn't work. I'm doing air quotes. And basically he would get attacked by these enemies. And then basically he would then like message these girls and say that his credit card wouldn't work anymore and he needed money. And like, he would say, can you take out a loan? And can you get, can you get, send me this money? And I mean, (sighs) it is crazy. It is crazy, crazy, crazy. So again, this is like another show. It's a movie on Netflix. I think it's like two hours long. It is, it's wild. It is wild. So I would recommend you watch this movie as well. It's more of like a documentary style, but it features the women that he stole from. And yeah, it's crazy. So he ended up stealing, I don't know the exact amount of money that he stole from people, but like millions. And I think it was like a hundred million or 10 million or something. I don't know. It was a lot of money basically. Um, And he just did this to women after woman after woman after woman. So basically, as he was, like, dating one woman, he would then be, oh, I have to go on a trip to, like, Germany. And then he would go and visit the other person there. And then when he was in Germany, oh, I have to go to, you know, um, Amsterdam. And then he would visit one of the other girls. So he was just conning so many women at the same time. So why am I talking about this on my podcast? A business podcast a product business focused podcast. Why the hell am I talking about these reality people? Because, because we can learn from these people. So today I was about to record an episode on email marketing and I was like, you know what? I'm bored. I don't want to talk about email marketing today. I want to talk about something different. So I was thinking about all these shows that I've been watching (laughs) And another show I've been watching also is called The Dropout on Hulu. Clearly, I've been watching way too much TV lately, but I've been watching The Dropout on Hulu, which is like another show about someone who essentially conned people out of a lot of money. So this this is about Elizabeth Holmes, who's the founder and CEO of Theranos. You may have seen her show on Netflix. I think it was like one or two years ago where she founded this company in Silicon Valley. This was like years ago. I think this was like 10 years ago, maybe. And she was like starting this revolution of, and again, I forget her product exactly, but it's like some kind of a kit where people can like prick their finger and then put their blood into a machine. It will like tell you what's wrong with you. It was very revolutionary. Essentially, it was completely fake. Like there was no product. But she convinced all these like Silicon Valley investors and vent in, um, investing in her company, like many, 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 many millions of dollars into her company. And so when I was thinking about these three different people, I kept something was just coming into my mind, the word confidence. How do you trick people? 
to that level. And so that's what that's what actually this podcast episode is about. So it's very different than what I normally talk about, but it's something that it like spoke to me today. And again, a lot of times when I record podcast episodes, I actually literally wake up really early in the morning and I ha- I feel like recording something very specific. It like speaks to me. It comes to me and I feel like it's something important to share. And so that's one of these episodes. This is a very random topic. So let's kind of dive into it. And since today is a shorter episode, I'm going to try to speed things up a little bit because I'm already at 11 minutes. So shoot, I got to speed it up a little bit. So what are three things we can learn from the Tinder swindler and Inventigata? Number one, and I, I have to preface again, I am not, I'm not trying to make these people appear to be amazing or brilliant or smart. I just think when it comes to people in the media or different stories, like there are pieces that we can pull from these stories and appreciate. So I'm not saying that I agree with what they did. I do not. I think they're all beepholes. However, there's certain things that they that they did that I find interesting. So let's that's what I'm going to talk about. Okay. So, the first of the three things we can learn in the e-commerce business space from inventing Anna and the Tinder swindler. Number 1, having bulletproof confidence. So, confidence is something that I feel most this goes across the board. I mean, I think most people that own companies they lack confidence, myself included. I'm working on confidence every single day. And I know with my first business, I definitely lacked confidence. But when you have confidence, like when you show, and this is something that my business coach actually says, and he literally said this to me a few weeks ago, how would you show up differently if you knew you already won the game? And this is something that literally, he said this to me, maybe four weeks ago, and it has been stuck in my brain ever since. I think it's like the best thing I've ever been asked. How would you show up differently if you already knew you won the game? Thank you, Rick Mulready. So how, again, like I'm now I'm asking you, how would you show up differently if you knew your business would be successful? How would you show up differently? How would you spend your time? How would you show up on video? How would you like deal with customers? How would you spend time in marketing, right? If you know you're going to, if you know that your business has already won essentially or been successful, how would you might show up differently? So I think confidence plays a huge part in that. And that is one attribute. When I was watching those two different shows, I kept thinking, God, these people, how do they trick everyone? How do you pretend to be from like a fancy, wealthy jewelry family when we can literally Google everything? Like that's the thing. Like we can literally go on Google and search for people's names and find out like, oh, are they really from that family? Like you can look at people's photos. If you find like a family's name, that's like a famous jewelry company, you can literally find out who actually is in their family. So with with Google, with all the information we have at our fingertips, how can you trick people in that way? And I think the number one thing that like kept coming back in my head 
was this notion of confidence. Like these two people had bulletproof, and I'm going to use the word bulletproof here. They had bulletproof confidence. Nothing like poker face, a hundred, a hundred percent poker face. Like nothing, nothing swayed these people. You cannot trick people. You cannot convince someone to give you a $20 million investment or loan you when you don't have any money, go to the bank and take out a loan for $20,000. Like you do not get people to do those things for you unless you have a bulletproof confidence. And like, again, I'm not agreeing with what they did. I'm just pulling from their traits. And I think confidence is something that we, most of us as product business owners, we could do more of, we could work on our confidence. And so that's what really stood out to me when I was watching those shows was like, these people are so confident, like nothing will get in their way. Nothing will stop them. They are, they have a mission and we're going to talk about that for number two, but like they have a mission and like, it's like tunnel vision. So I think confidence is the biggest thing that I took away from watching these, these two different shows. And I invite you to sort of think like, how can you be more confident in your business? How can you be more confident in your personal life? Because if you're confident in your personal life, that does trickle down into your business. So again, like when you have confidence, you can show up in a way that you, you know, you speak the way that you want to be. And, you know, you can use storytelling and when you, when you show up and you have this like aura about you and you have stories to back it up and you just say things and you have that strong face, people believe you, you know, people really do believe you. It's when you show up and you're like, Oh, um, um, like, could you loan me $20,000? Like people are after me and you like, you don't sound confident. People see right through that. So confidence is Something that is, I think it's like undervalued, honestly. I don't, I don't think we like, okay. So here's the thing too. When when I, I talk to so many of you on a daily basis on Instagram and my courses, my one-on-one clients, and you know, everyone has the same issues. I'm not getting sales. I'm not getting traffic. I'm not getting customers. What do I do? What's wrong with my business? And sometimes the reason that you don't, that you don't have confidence is because what you're doing isn't working. But what if we flip the switch and what if you start getting small wins every single day? Like what if you start getting those small wins, you will feel more confident. Like that, like the celebrating your small wins and acknowledging your growth. I think those are two things that you can do to start feeling more confident in your business. Because when you don't celebrate, like, and I know for my old business, I did not celebrate any wins. I just like, no matter what goals I achieved, I would just move on to the next one. I wouldn't even like take three seconds to say, Hey, you know what? Like you just accomplished something huge. Look where you were a year ago. Look where you are now. Let's take a moment and let's celebrate. Let's, let's buy myself something I like, or like, let's go out for dinner or like, I don't know, something like, let's treat myself to a mentor. And I didn't do any of that stuff in my first business, which is why in my business now, I celebrate everything. I am a lot more confident than I used to be. However, I do still need to work on confidence. I think like many of you, it's a work in progress. And I think you should always be working to be more confident in your business. Even if you know you can do a good job, it doesn't mean that you're still going to be confident. So I think like to work on confidence, start celebrating your wins 
start celebrating your achievements, even if they're really, really small, they mean something, you know, you need to celebrate those small things that you've done and constantly look back to where you were when you first started your business and look at how far you've come. Cause I think when you start doing that, you actually will see the progression. Okay. Number two. So the three things we can learn in business from inventing Anna and the Tinder swindler. So number two is having a really big vision and like Again, these two people had these crazy big visions, more so in inventing Anna. I think the Tinder swindler, I don't even know, that guy was just weird. But inventing Anna, in particular, this I think relates to her more is like, you know, despite that she did lots of really bad things, she really did have this big vision. Like she wanted, she wanted power. Okay, I'll say that. She definitely wanted power, but she wanted to start this foundation. So she wanted the Anna Delby Foundation. And like that was her, she had tunnel vision the entire time of the entire show. It was like the foundation, the foundation, the foundation. I need money for my foundation. Everything is my foundation. So these people had these like bigger picture visions in their life. They didn't, they weren't thinking small, they were thinking big. Again, they didn't take, they didn't go about it the right way. But, you know, when I was watching the Anna, the Anna Delvey one, part of me thought that she, I don't know. And I would love to know what you think about this. And I think that's the beauty of watching these shows is that we do have different opinions. And I'm definitely someone who I am, I think it's because I'm a Libra. I always look at like both sides of the story and I can always see bits of people that I can like. I understand why they did something. I can, I'm very understanding person. So when I was watching inventing Anna, I kept thinking like, I feel like she really, I felt like she really believed that she would pay these people back. And maybe I'm completely delusional, but like when she was trying to get that huge investment from whoever, I forget the guy's name. I really felt like, you know, she thought she would be able to sort of like come out on the other side, pay the people back. I don't know. Maybe I'm delusional, but, and same with like the Elizabeth Holmes story in the dropout. When I was watching it, I felt like, you know, I think she, when I watched the first Netflix show, this was like from one or two years ago. And she's actually like, it's actually her speaking. I felt like okay, she's crazy, but like, she really believes that the product will work in the end. I think she put so much of her life and money and time. Well, I don't know how much money she spent, but her time and energy and everything into her company. I think she really believed that it, it would work. I think when it kept not working and they kept trying different things, I think like her vision was so big that she knew, she knew that it would work. It didn't work. But like these people have these big visions and they stick to it. Everything they do leads them to that vision and that goal. And again, I'm not saying that I agree with what they did. I do not. But like that's something that we can take away from the story is like if you have a vision for your business, keep going, keep trying, try something different, look what's worked before and look at how you can make it better next time. But yeah, these people had a vision of something and they went everything. All I can think of is the word tunnel vision. Like they had tunnel vision to that goal. And no matter what they did, they were working towards that goal. 
and they didn't stray from it. And so that's the other thing too, is like they didn't stray. They didn't get distracted. They went all in. Number three, they showed up as the person they wanted to become. So both people had humble beginnings. So, um, Anna, I'll use the word Anna Delvey. Her name was Anna Sorokin, but Anna Delvey, you know, she had a humble beginning in from Russia, then Germany. And then she moved, I think she was in Paris. She studied in Paris or did an internship. And then she went to New York city. So she had a humble beginning, but she wanted to be that like wealthy, rich power, like a person of influence. That's what she wanted. That's what she saw. And so she became that person and same with the Simon from Tinder swindler. I think he was also very ordinary. Um, I don't know a lot about his background. I know he's from Israel and he was, I don't, I don't think he was poor, but like, I don't think he was, you know, I don't, he was definitely not rich by any means. I think he was like normal. And then he became this like, you know, wealthy heiress from a diamond family who flew on private jets and you know, did any traveled everywhere. Like they became, they had a vision again, it goes back to that vision. They had a vision of who they wanted to be and they actually became that person. They didn't just daydream about it. They became that person. And so again, I'm not agreeing with what they did, but like you can, I don't know. I might get some pushback for this. So if you don't agree with me, I would love to hear it. Cause I love like I love non-dramatic arguments. (laughs) I'm not dramatic at all, but I love hearing different opinions on things and I can always see other people's opinions for the most part. And I, and again, I'm not agreeing with what these people have done, but I think we can all appreciate some of the, like the characteristics, I guess, in some way. So these people, they had a vision of what they want, like the life they wanted, a dream they had and like who they wanted to become. And they did things to become that person. So like Anna, you know, she would get expensive clothing and she would hang out with people at all these expensive restaurants. And like, it's almost like she manifested these things into reality. So I just think it's interesting. That's all. So yeah, that's it for this episode. I wanted to share these three things because I find all these different shows interesting, fascinating. Like it's sad, you know, I'm not saying, again, I'm just going to repeat myself. I'm not agreeing with what they've done, but I do think it's interesting. It's interesting how they can trick people. And I feel bad for all the victims here who have lost a lot of money and, you know, got totally played. So but we can attribute certain characteristics and how we can think, how we can like manifest, not manifest, how we can sort of put those in our own business. So confidence, how can you show up more confident every day? How do you show up if you knew your business was already successful? What would you do differently? What would your attitude be every day? Um, having a vision, like what's the bigger vision of your business and how do you become, how do you become someone who has tunnel vision And you will do whatever it takes to make that vision a reality. And the number three is showing up as a person you want to become. So who you you are today, but who do you want to be? You know, who is the bigger version of yourself and how do you start becoming that person today? So 
those are my three things. I think I'm excited. I, I can't wait to hear what you think about this episode. And I would start thinking of those three things and how you can start integrating that into your business every single day. And I think, you know, it does make a difference. It will make you more successful if you can show up with more confidence, if you can show up with more tunnel vision and say, you know what, I'm not going to let Instagram distract me. I'm not going to let these rude customers distract me. I will figure it out. I will figure out how to make my business work. And I want to be a badass bitch. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Super fun. I want to start doing more fun episodes where we can talk about things that are happening in the world today, but also relate them back to our business and e-commerce and yeah, all the things. So if you like this episode, please go ahead and write a review on Apple iTunes. I will so appreciate you. And if you disagree with anything I said today, please send me a message on Instagram. Like I want to know what you think, because I might be totally out of line here. I have no idea. I just want to kind of share my thoughts. I have, I oftentimes will think of things in the real world, like McDonald's versus Burger King or Duncan versus Starbucks. And I, and I actually, those are two episodes I want to do, but I do often think of real world things and think, how can we take different concepts and apply those to the e-commerce space? And they're all relatable. It's all, you know, we can take concepts from all these things and, uh, yeah. So, all right. I will see you guys next week, but let me know what you think of this episode. Send me a message on Instagram and let me know if this makes sense. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Let me know what you think. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.